You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Eddie and Marcus, and this is the Average Sports Guys podcast. We are the Average Sports Guys. Yeah. And today is August 31st, the last day of the month. This is Monday, um, episode 36. 36. And we are down to the last, um, I guess you'd say four divisions, but today we're going to do the AFC and the NFC South. Yes, sir. So before we get into that, uh, we'll do pretty much like we always do. Any like um, news and notes from your team? For sure. Like, uh, I guess we could start with my birds. Um, everything was cool until this weekend. <laughs> like, um, we've been racking up injuries. Um, you know, found out about Andre Dillard's torn bicep this week. He's out for the season. Mm. Rager has a shoulder injury that was um, that in essence took place on uh, whether it was a, a tip ball interception tackling situation when he got taken to the ground and you know he tore he tore a muscle um, and that was extremely annoying because literally this guy was like your starting slot guy because um, mm. they were going to have Greg Ward on one side uh Deshaun Jackson on the other and then letting Rager running out of the slot in those sets um but I mean I'd rather it be a shoulder than his legs Mm -hmm. because he's not too tall to begin with um I mean he does carry a 40 I mean he does he does have a 42 inch vertical like he's a he plays like he's six three but um yeah we got to be real got to be more careful in practice I mean I get you know following through with what the game plan is with painting with plaids and stuff like that. But at the same time, this is your teammate. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to do anything to necessarily injure him. And this is like understanding that stuff does happen, but there's also some things that are avoidable. And from what I read, this was definitely avoidable. Um, yeah. Well, and so, it, so it's kind of like we were talking in before we started recording. So the only thing I want to add to that, and it's just my like general observation with like following my team and even seeing like what some of the other teams around the league are doing and going through. Um, it seems like last week and part of this week, a lot of them are doing like their more live. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, practices where whether it's like a full scrimmage at the stadium or or something like that and so i think with the lack of preseason i think that's what you're seeing oh for sure is the intensity ratcheting up because i mean if you think about it right this coming sunday is the last sunday we will have of no football hopefully until january so you know with with no preseason um it's not even just guys that are trying to make the team and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, you're looking at, you know, your starters, your, your um, first and second team guys, they're, they're trying to, like you said, get their own reps in and not mm-hmm. like basically hoping it for it not to be at the expense of the other player, like somebody getting hurt, but like Chase Young um, blew somebody up last week. I believe it was last week or the week before clearly unintentional, but I mean, he's out to get his, you know what I mean? So, but anyways, so yeah, so that was just my, my two cents on that. Right. So we also have Wentz with a soft tissue injury. I did hear about that. In his leg. Um, 
I mean, I mean, he probably got rolled up on a little bit, whatever. Um, he'll be fine. He'll be ready to go week one. Nobody's worried about that. Godard has an upper body injury. Hargrave still out with a pec strain. Barnett, shoulder injury. Sanders, lower body injury. And Brainerd Brooks, of course, like I said last. I'm hoping that these are just precautionary measures across the board outside of the people who are indefinitely out until they can come back three, four, five weeks later or, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Um, especially with, I mean, Carson Wentz. I mean, we know. Um, but they said he's definitely going to be ready to go week one. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to shut this down now. So, so nothing, nothing crazy happens to him. Um, oh, okay. uh, other team notes. Um, last Wednesday um, and for the rest of that second half of the week of camp, uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has, like, done very, very well. Like, he's not – obviously, he's not a speed guy, but as far as what he has been predicted to be, mm-hmm. um, coming out of last year's draft, he's starting to flash. Um, a lot of really good uh, catches. Um, on Wednesday, he had three touchdowns that game. I mean, that during, uh, during a couple periods. So, um, he's his confidence is up. Um, he's making tough catches. He's doing what we drafted him to do. So I'm actually excited to see him out against legit talent. Granted, the first, in my opinion, the first six games of this season, straight sloppy. It's going to be some Mm -hmm. horrible football. But nonetheless, it's football. But I'm excited to see him with this newfound confidence and him actually settling into his position, what he's going to look like, just as a short yardage possession guy, which is pretty dope. Um, Mm -hmm. Just overall thinking about injuries – because we're down, what, two linemen right now? Um, we're down Brandon Brooks and then now um, our starting left tackle and uh, Andre Dillard. They were talking about possibly moving Jason Peters back to left tackle. <laughs> I don't see that happening as of yet because we did draft uh, Driscoll from Auburn. Um, he was projected to be a little bit of a project, but I think he'll mm-hmm. – us like Matt big so I'm not too worried about the the line um because what we did last year um especially when we're rotating in guys in and out because of injuries along our line um we ran ace like for like the rest of the season and -hmm. if you don't know what that is that's literally you have two tight ends on the field resting with blocking in Mm -hmm. Or, or they blocking things like that. So I think we're going to be doing a lot of that in the beginning of the season. So it's like I'm not freaking out yet because they still haven't played it down to football. Um, they'll right. figure it out. Um, it's the it's it's the Eagles. Um, mm-hmm. But again, this also kind of goes back to, and my last point is, yeah, we were supposed to overhaul our training staff, but like we are still having issues with injuries. Um, and some stuff, like I said, some stuff I contribute to, you know, bang, bang, it's on the field. You're trying, like you said, because that makes more sense. But also, we have a history of a crappy training staff. I mean, you, you can go all the way back to our Super Bowl run. <laughs> we, had nine, we, had, we, had nine, we had nine guys out, nine starters out for our Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. Um, something's got to change. Um, but that's basically what's going on uh, coming out of Philly. All right. So, 
Yeah, I mean, well, I guess just to touch on the training staff stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I would like to think our training staff is better now since they did a complete overhaul, but nobody, in my opinion, was worse than Washington. Um, it's weird. <laughs> It's weird when it comes to injuries because some of it, you know, like I think people do look to the strength and conditioning coaches and the rest of the training and medical staff. Um, obviously, you want to get your players as strong as they possibly can. Some right. things that I blame on like the training staff is more of like strains, like, you know, like muscle strains, things like right. that. Um there there does seem to be like better uh, or excuse me like teams that are better at getting like rehabbing their players and getting them back on the field meaning like if you you had like a hamstring or a groin um you know like um uh pull or something like that like it, it shouldn't keep you out for four or five six weeks where like in years past in washington it seemed like something that simple could keep somebody out for that long so um yeah i mean hopefully the the injury bug has has hit your team and and it'll just kind of come and go and it's not one of those lingering issues throughout the year yeah but as far as uh, the Washington football team, uh, there was more news last week from there was another article released by the Washington Post. This time it was more on Dan Snyder versus because uh, for, for those who um, are not too familiar, a few weeks back, there was the Washington Post article that came out. I believe there was 14 women. Two of them were named and the others were not. Um, and they pretty much accused um, certain members of that organization who are no longer there of um, like sexual harassment, um, things of that nature. Oh, and, and Yeah. And so uh, here here we are again. Again, Washington Post last week released an article. Um, it, it was pretty to me. Um, I mean, like damning towards Dan Snyder. Right. And it just kind of uh, goes back to his toxic culture. And right. um, this time it was more 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 along the lines of like him basically being like a perv so um oh man in that in that article um it, it kind of talked about um larry michael who used to be basically like the voice of the redskins he's no longer there um he had like the video guys um cut up and edit um videos of like the cheerleaders when they were out doing like those photo shoots and stuff that they do oh um, man yeah, and pretty much like it was all like the inappropriate behind the scenes stuff. Cause I mean, my I mean, my guess is, um, you know, those those cheerleaders change in and out of the outfits, things like that. So I don't know if there's like a videographer that got some of that stuff. And so, um, you know, apparently those videos were for Dan Snyder. Um, there was another incident in which he allegedly, um, basically, in my Thing, pimped out one of the cheerleaders and and told her to go up to the room and get comfortable or excuse me get to know um one of the i believe it was like a, a team doctor but it was a long 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 time friend of of uh dan snyder so i mean it's just things like that it's just like oh, wow. more and more keeps coming out you know um over time and so last week when it came out there's this big uproar about is this enough at this point to for the nfl basically to force dan snyder to sell i don't know um mm -hmm. i don't think anybody really knows i mean all we can do is speculate and then there's like independent investigations and things like that going on um on behalf of the women some of the women um so right 
I mean, long story short, to me, you can you can only own something for so long and have these shenanigans go on the way that they are. And then for you to not be held accountable. Basically, what I'm saying is if you and I owned a liquor store, right? I just say liquor store because I like to drink. Um, <laughs> if if you and I owned a liquor store and we had employees, you know, we've, I don't know, owned this store for 20 years and we have employees past, present, you know, whatever, um, that start to leak information or whatever as far as like mistreatment let's say we don't really pay them on time sometimes we don't pay them at all um all that type of stuff like at some point like you're gonna go out of business you know and that's kind of how i see it with dan snyder i mean it's been beyond a toxic culture for ever since he's owned the team it seems like and he releases a statement trying to you know basically saying oh that's on me for not being more hands-on like wait a minute you're one of the most hands-on owners in the league there is like you have your hand and your nose in everybody's effing business and you don't let the people who should be doing their jobs do their jobs um so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's pressure from the minority owners that are saying, you know, sell sell and be done with this. Um, but I, he's definitely not going to do that. I mean, my thing is, I think it'll take um, action from the league. I don't know if Goodell and them are going to do it. I would say if it was left up to the other owners, whether they voted him out, you know, and forced him to sell. Nobody likes Dan Snyder. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, by all accounts, right? That's true. So, That's true. Um whether it's the other owners, whether it's the commissioner himself, it doesn't seem like he cares too much for Dan Snyder. Um, clearly, this fan base, I mean, to me, I think there's a small minority that, that like him, um, but most of us would like to see him go. Um, so that would be interesting to kind of follow um, as we kind of move towards the start of the season and then what happens through the season. Who knows? My guess is um, either way they won't – if if – that's what the NFL is going to do. I don't think they're going to do it this year. I think it'll be an, an off-season type of thing. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. they're going to do it in the off-season next year um, mm-hmm. and just hold on to and because the, they don't want to affect the on-field product and screw up the bottom line um, with that team mm-hmm. and the team chemistry and stuff like that. I mean, they still have to make money. As, as, as crappy as that sounds, I think that's, that's – they're, they're leaning on the business side, but – if uh, in my head, if any of this stuff is true and it comes out to be fact, he needs to go. Um, and we're, we're, I mean, we're both in agreement with that. But I think that once the facts do come out and it does hit the media, um, I'm pretty sure not just not just because of the act itself, but like you said, just who Dan Snyder has been to the NFL community, mm-hmm. they're going to try to. Oh yeah. And if you're well, literally co-signing on some of the nonsense that's that's coming out now, like dude is gone. Well, yeah, and, it's just and, a matter of it, yeah. No, 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 for sure. And yeah. the the thing with that, I mean, the dude, I mean, he's just he's just not like a likable guy. I mean, right. Like I said, this is a guy who has sued fans, you know. So right, that's right. Um, I completely I mean, forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah, he li- just, wow. Yeah, yeah, there's just a long-standing history with him just mistreating people in general right. um you know and him basically telling grown men to call i'm mr snyder i mean you can kiss my whole ass like i'm an right. adult i'm not about to call you mr snyder you know what right. I mean? so um 
Yeah, I mean, he he. It's just a guy with a Napoleon complex. That's I all just it feel is. Like, I just feel like he's 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 got to go. He's he's not yeah. only not good for the team and the organization, but he's not good for the league. He's um, not. And it's like think about just just the issues that are going on now, right? Not yeah. just necessarily with the team, but just just the current climate we're, we're in. I believe it was your owner who came out. Um, was it today or yesterday or something? And, and was having like it, the uncomfortable conversation about race. And he was like, we oh, have for to sure. stare, stare yep. racism in the face. And then you look at somebody like Dan Snyder, he's nowhere to be found. And again, that's not to say every owner needs to get out and speak on race and, and, and race relations and things like that. But what I'm saying is Dan Snyder has owned this team for what, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't ever hear from him. Um, I mean, there was the thing when he introduced uh, Ron Rivera, uh, when when we hired him, you know this this off season, right? Um, but he's just an awkward little guy. I mean, there's it's just again, I, I just he's he's just not good for the league. He's not good for the team, the organization, nope. and where I believe this organization wants to go, especially with the hiring of Ron Rivera, the hiring of Jason Wright, the hiring of Julie Donaldson. Um, I think there are some things moving in the right direction. Now you can credit that to Dan because he ultimately makes that those hires. I mean, so that's great. But again, with just the turmoil and the toxicity that's constantly just swirling around him, I mean, I don't know, but that's that. That's the that's the news as far as that's concerned. Um, they, I, I touched on it a little bit when I hijacked your Eagles segment, but <laughs> Chase Young, good. yeah, Chase Young has just been um, very disruptive out there, um, breaking up plays, um, getting to the quarterback. I mean, he absolutely leveled. Uh, I forgot what tight end it was, but I saw the the video of it. Or excuse me, it wasn't a video. I think it was J.P. Finley um, mm-hmm. from NBC Sports Washington. He posted um, a picture on his Instagram, and it was the one Chase Young is like giving him the forearm, and then the next picture What's is it? the tight end on his on his ass with his legs in the air. I, I saw I saw that. I was like, this kid is nothing to play with. Right, that's why I keep calling it 99 all. Problems, number 99. Like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, gosh, uh, yeah. that's not going to be a fun game. Yeah, and then you look at um, – I've, I've, I've really – so a lot of the attention and stuff as far as the defensive has been concerned, a lot of people are obviously, for for good reason, tracking Chase Young, right, seeing, seeing what he's doing, you know, mm-hmm. because he's like a phenom. But I've also been looking at Montez Sweat. I mean, the dude put on pounds, like in, in, in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the disruption that Chase Young is going to cause and the attention he's going to command, I think that's going to – allow for Montez to get off on the other side um, mm-hmm. and then like I said you're coming in year two in the league now it'll be year one in this new 4-3 system but um, again still year two in the league he's probably at this point I'd say fully adjusted to the speed of the NFL so I would look for him to have a good season um, and then you still sprinkle in Ryan Kerrigan with that so I'm like you got three decent or better pass rushers um, right who are lightning quick. I mean, well, minus um, uh, Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, he's, he's in the latter part of his career. Um, you know, so he's going to be a step step or two slower, but he's not going to be out there commanding a lot of minutes either. Um, right. So you bring him in in, in, in certain spots. Um, 
I really am interested in how our linebacking core does. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't really seen a whole lot with that, and it sucks. Like because most of the time the practice is closed to the media. Now they'll they'll let them out there when they're outside, but if it's raining like it has been recently, then they go practice in the bubble and the media is not in there. So. Um, right. And then as far as like the wide receiving core, that'll be interesting to me. Um, obviously, the some of the stuff I've seen, Terry McLaurin had a hell of a catch down the sideline last week for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got up and punted the ball. I mean, he was just like jacked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's him. And then Steve Sims Jr. has been doing his thing. Um, it seems like Logan uh, – was it – Logan Thomas is coming along as a tight end again you know we got him from Buffalo I mean it's pretty much I think pretty much like him and Sprinkle that are going to be our tight end so that'll be interesting to see and it seems like Dwayne Haskins is is developing well um and then I really look for Bryce Love to be our feature back I I get it there's there's um Adrian Peterson you know, old faithful. Um, I think he's going to get his, but it just seems like the way Scott Turner ran that offense in Carolina in the year that uh, McCaffrey had last year, I don't see why they wouldn't go, you know, heavy in that same direction when uh, Bryce Love can do a lot of the same, like, you know, like similar things. Is he Christian McCaffrey? No. no. But if you can get similar type of production and you can run those plays effectively, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why not. Um, Facts. Yeah. And then let's see. The last thing was, um, so the team last week, um, they canceled practice to have more of a, kind of Q&A session about race and, and relations and stuff. I believe it was Thursday uh, when okay. a lot of those NBA games were canceled um, due to the stuff going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, started with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, you know, refusing to play right. and just kind of trickled into the other sports and things like that. So, you know, people were all up in arms about, you know, oh, they should just shut up and practice and this and that and, you know, all that other stuff. But right. – um, but you know they didn't. Most 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 NFL teams actually on that day um, did kind of sit sit that one out and go through more, um, as we would call in the military sensitivity training. Um, <laughs> but again, you know, and, and it's just to bring awareness. I I think I think some uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations have to be had at times. Um, so I'm not. I've never been one of those ones where athletes quote unquote need to shut up and dribble. Um, oh, absolutely not. They're 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 people just like me. I think a lot of the the people who are against athletes doing that um, are like scared. I mean, I don't know. Like I've I've really searched and tried to figure out why people are so against athletes or, you know, movie stars or anybody speaking out publicly about anything other than what it is that they're good at. So, I mean, are we right to say, hey, you work at Walmart? Like you shut up, I don't want to hear your political opinion. Or hey, you work in this factory over here, or you work, you know, <clears throat> as a computer tech guy over here. So I don't want to hear your opinion. Just shut up and 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 fix my computer. So I mean, I feel like everybody has a voice, and if they're using that platform, you know, to express their opinion, then that's fine. Um, but sure. yeah, like I said, people people were people were pissy that they postponed practice. But I'm like. 
it is what it is, man. Sometimes in life, there are things that are just bigger than what you're doing in that moment. And that's really what I learned being in the military. Like, it's not about you. Like, there's a there's there's a bigger purpose. And if that's what those athletes decided was there was a bigger purpose that day or for, you know, the those three days or, or whatever it was, and then so be it. Oh, for sure. Like, I think a lot of it, people try to play into a BS stereotype. Like if you play sports, like you're not intelligent, Um, which is completely ridiculous because there are NFL players, um, particularly linemen who have doctoral degrees, like they're actual doctors. Yeah, um, there's I forget. dudes who, who, who left to go be doctors. Right. So it's like like they literally were in the NFL to play for their to pay for their schooling. So it's like I mean, they're far from not intelligent. So I think like you said, there are people just like us. Yes, they have a very special, unique set of skills and talents on top of their intelligence to make them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they should have any less of a voice because for no, whatever absolutely. reason, people tend to think that they are somehow disconnected from real life. No, right. they still experience, especially brown people, they still experience certain levels of racism and and injustices like normal people do. I mean, LeBron James right. had his, his fence spray painted. What was yeah. it, three, four years ago? So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but I think that those uncomfortable conversations are necessary and they definitely shouldn't be silenced. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't know. It's just unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But um, you know, I mean, all we can do is just just pray that you know, just basically in general. I mean, yeah. I would like to see the day where we get we get back to more or less where everybody's just like getting along, you know. And and, and for sure, and again, it, it it might sound corny or, or or cliche or whatever the hell you have it, but just like I said, just just in general, it just seems like there's too much finger pointing us versus them everything's divided and right it's it's not i'm not just talking about politics i'm not just talking about white people and black people i'm talking about with everything i mean it's across the it's, board right now <laughs> yeah I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous it's like two people to be able to agree on something like that would otherwise have opposing views meaning meaning like you know if Democrat I like ketchup and, and right, right. Oh. yeah, you know what I mean, or, or mask, no mask, you know what I mean, right? And and, and, and it's just like Jesus Christ, relax, yeah. So we need to relax. On, yeah, on on to something funnier before we get into um, our AFC and NFC South picks. So you informed me that you uh, were able to watch and catch up on Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is amazing. Yeah, this, um, this this season is more entertaining than the last. Hard Knocks is dope. Like I like it is way more entertaining. Like we've talked about before, the only confusing thing about this season is that the colors are so <laughs> <I> similar. <told> <laughs> you. But outside of that, like what I do enjoy about Hard Knocks is even learning about more about players uh within their like their environments than you normally would like during any other part of the season or if or or any season at all because they have cameras at all the time like um austin eckler um i mean just watching him on the field you know he's he's an awesome 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 running back but then also the pieces that they did of his family which i thought Mm -hmm. was really cool he's got three little girls that are oh yeah (laughs) um uh, they were on the FaceTime. Right. And then they showed uh, Jalen Ramsey house hunting. And I didn't realize he was that into art and stuff like that. Which right. Was really yeah, cool. yeah. 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 Um, 
Sean McVay, um, for me, he was like he like he's you could tell he's just a fun guy and he's high energy and he just loves football. Mm-hmm. Um, getting those first initial like actual views of Herbert and like like just him going through progressions and he throws a pretty ball like oh, that yeah. spirals extra tight like I I was yeah. like wow <laughs> like this this kid's a this kid's gonna be a problem. Well, remember um, remember um. I believe it was the running back. He's like, man, he's like, I ain't never had no uh, right. pass pass that. He said, he said, man, that ball was pretty. Right. He's like, I never had a pa- yeah, I never had a pass like that. And he was like, you know, we could probably blame the last situation on Phil. That was Phil's fault. Yep. <laughs> Phil was here. We'd be going after him. I was, I was rolling. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how much Melvin Gordon loved music, and like he has, his, he goes to the studio oh, right. often yeah. and, and puts out music, which was dope. Yeah. Um. But he did sign that guaranteed fourteen million, which is cool. And one thing that you, I honestly, I mean, it didn't hit me until I watched this series. Tyrod Taylor is one of those unique players where he can go anywhere, pick up any system, and just be that transition guy for the next guy up. That's literally the definition of his career. Yeah, I mean, so like my thoughts on Tyrod, right? So first of all, a Virginia Tech guy, so right. I'm like, hey. You know, I'm definitely rooting for him, right? Right. He's he is exactly what you said, and it's it it, it sucks, right? Because it when you suck. when you when you root for somebody, and all things lead and point to him just being a good dude. So it's like yeah. you definitely you definitely got to root for somebody like that. For but sure. But it's like you see you see him come in, and you're like, okay, they may bring him in as a backup. Then okay, now you're our starter because of attrition. Maybe that quarterback left and Tyrod's still here. He's good enough to start, but is he good enough to start? Start. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, a couple weeks in. I mean, just look at Cleveland. A couple weeks in, he's hurt, and the Baker comes in, and then boom, that's a wrap. Right. So it's like you said, it's like, ah, uh, well, here we go. You know, they got the young guy. Um, but the one thing I saw was when he was doing that film session, he yes. doesn't seem to be about himself. He reminds me, um, like seeing that just, it was kind of like the, all the stuff I hear out of Washington about mm-hmm. Alex Smith, right? Um, Alex Smith is another one, you know, he was a, a starter for a while. And then now it's just kind of, it's like a backup. Okay. Now you're gonna be our starter. We draft a young guy. Now you're backup again, that whole thing. But through that whole process, he's not like that Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing right. where it's like, it's not my job to teach you something. Um, it's your job to learn it. So they do seem to help people along. And I mean, people can say what they want about Tyrod, but he, he is a veteran. I mean, he's clearly made a good life, right? Oh, I mean, for sure. As far as financially. So even if he bounces back and forth between starter and backup, I mean, he had a, to me, a hell of a run in uh-huh. Buffalo. I mean, he was able to get that team to the postseason the first for time, sure. you know, since like the ice age. So it's like, you know, but yeah, I mean, you just you just kind of feel for him. So I'm hoping at least this year he can be the starter. But right. I mean, we'll see. And I love that banter between Chris Harris and Keenan Allen. That was oh, yeah. epic. I love all of it. <laughs> and it's like Keenan Allen. And I remember last year I said, well, Keenan Allen, you know, he's like Odell Beckham without the smack talking the nonsense. I lied. This oh, dude yeah. is John. No, he was getting he is John yeah. at everybody. He does not care. But then again, you, see, you see when he broke old boy's ankles, though? Man, he came out that break so hard. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And then Chris Harris got up talking about, man, I want like 
14 out of 16 of them reps, man. Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me relax. Man, that dude, <laughs> I mean, he, he shook him so hard. And I already oh. knew. As soon as I saw it, I was yeah, like, yeah, they're, oh, it's, it's they're about to clown him. <laughs> and then did you see him on the sidelines when right. Keenan Allen was stretching? Right. He was there, and they were mocking him. He's like, he got up and he fell down. Oh, man, I was dying <laughs> laughing. Yo. I was dying. But I think <laughs> my favorite person outside of um, – that whole matchup between Keenan Allen and, and Chris Harris has to be that lineman coach that just sat up there and was like, you know, I tried telling you nice. I tried telling oh, you like the a tight jerk. end coach. Oh, the tight end coach. Oh, yeah, that oh, dude. He was, I love yeah. him. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I said it nice. I said it like an asshole. I said it like this. Like he's, I said it every which way. He said, but you're going to effing block. <laughs> I was dying, yo. I was crazy. Yo, like up. I want that man on my. If I was a, if I was an NFL coach watching that, I'm like, yo, I need to steal him and put him on my squad tomorrow. Oh man, what? <laughs> yes. I was like, if nothing else, a motivator. A and motivator I told you, for sure. I told you, <laughs> yeah. I told you the kids were watching it with me. They seen that dude up there cussing and stuff, and then um, they were like, oh my god, that's just like you. And I'm like, well, I'm like, y'all don't want to listen. I was, and so, and then it just happened to get to that part where he was like, I, I said it to you nice. I try to be this. I, try, I said, you see what he's saying? I was like, that's me. I try to be nice, you know, but sometimes you need that swift kick. It's that swift but, uh, kick. But my, well, man, yeah, and then, <laughs> my man sat there and was like, if you don't block, you won't play here. I said, whoa, let's go. Yeah. I love all yep. of it. All of it. Yep. And then um, Anthony Lynn. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yes. it's It's good to see, like, a different side of him, right? Because, right. you know, you just see the coaches on the sideline throughout the season and little pre- or post-game uh, press conference. Every now and then they're on uh, NFL Network or ESPN or whatever. But for the most part, it's just them giving their polished, like, political stuff, you know, um, after the game or, or whatever. So it's, like, good to see him. Uh, just like behind the scenes because all things always pointed to him just being like a good dude. You know what I mean? So, right. but yeah, when they had to uh, let go of that tight end, what was oh, it? The yes. second episode. Yes. And he was like, yo, don't get it twisted. You ain't Antonio Gates. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> that well, because, was fire. Yo, but dude, dude came in there pissed. He was like, man, this is effing bullshit. Da, 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 this and that. He's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. And he he stood up. You saw? Yeah. yeah. yeah the first thing up. he did was stood up. Like, first off, I'm the head coach. Like, you ain't gonna come in my office talk to me sideways. Like, let's get let's get the, let's get one thing straight, man. Like, I'm the dying. one making the cuts, not you. But then afterwards, he went to the GM's office, right. and, and, and and I forgot the guy's name that they ended up releasing, but he was like, man, he's like, that dude had fire. He's like, that's <laughs> like the most energy he's had the whole time he's been here. He's like, right. I like that, because it meant something to him. You said put you that man on a short list. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, but, but but that's the thing. I mean, because you get so many people, and they get they get cut, and not saying they don't care, but you see they're more, like, shocked, and then they're just like, oh, man. All right. I mean, it, Dude was fired up. He was like, like he was "Man, upset. I've been working my ass off. What are you talking about?" Right, for sure. <laughs> but yo, when he said, "Don't get it twisted," <laughs> not Antonio Gates or nothing like that. I said, Whoa. "I was, I was cracking up." But so you got to see that part where um, uh, Dante Dayon or whatever. Oh, I love was, that man. Was, that man is he a was fun flexing dude. on. He, he was flexing on Aaron Donald. He's like, "What's up, man? You all right? You all right?" <laughs> <laughs> But not only that, you know, what I love about guys like him, regardless of the situation that he's in, he always makes the best of it. Oh, yeah. Even when he was messing up on the field, even though they had him and they had his uh, 
his locker set up right next to the women's bathroom instead of in the main oh. locker room. <laughs> like he was cool. And he's like, I just got to figure he out. Call it? He called it the projects. Yeah. He said they got me in the projects and he said, he was just trying to find his way to get to, I don't know, Beverly Hills or something the like that. Suburbs. It's the suburbs. Yeah. Should I get to the suburbs? <laughs> and then he, not only, not only does he talk about it, he goes and hypes everybody up that's living in the suburbs. Like he lifts up the seats. Like, Ooh, this Oh yeah. <laughs> like he's like, you, you got to keep one super positive guy like that on the roster. Oh yeah. Like that man is fun. Like I, I, I love watching him. <laughs> that man is hilarious. But you know yeah. what? When he actually did get those live reps in that uh, that simulated offense versus defensive practice, that yeah. man made plays. Like he almost had a pick. Man, was it was knocking balls down. Yeah, like he got serious. Like up. he got real yeah. serious, and I love that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And you'd almost wish more more people were like that. But oh, for sure. I mean, it, obviously, that just comes down to like personality and 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 who you are. My whole thing is like I don't care how you act you know one way or the other as long as you whatever zone you're in gets you mentally and physically prepared for the game right. and you show up on game day that's all Absolutely. i care about but no i mean he's he is hilarious to watch that man um, is a character um yeah and then the Good. last the last piece that i i thought made anthony anthony lynn more human is when he was grilling, what was he, chicken or ribs or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then he wrapped his uh his wife's uh one of her uh I guess it's one of the China cabinet forks or whatever, one of the one of the guest forks and a paper yeah. towel and was like <laughs> spreading the barbecue sauce over it. She was giving him <laughs> crap about using a good fork. I love that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> that was greatness. Yeah. So before we and I know I said that just a few minutes ago, and, and we're about to get into our picks. Um, but before we do that. Just a heartfelt and quick shout out to Chadwick Bozeman and oh, for his sure. family. Uh, for those who don't know him by his real name, that is the Black Panther, uh, King T'Challa. So he passed away on Friday evening, I believe it was. Yep. Um, had been battling colon cancer for four years. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I think it shocked everybody. Right? It did. Um, the dude seemed to be as advertised right you know it's just a good guy all the way around for um, sure he would even go and visit kids at like the children's hospital that were dealing with cancer things like that all the while nobody knew he himself was dealing with it um and i remember i believe it what was it last year um there were some pictures of him that surfaced and he was very very thin you see his um, jaw, jaw bones and cheekbones and you know all that stuff and you know people were like oh he needs help or oh he's on drugs because that's the first thing we think about with somebody in the limelight doesn't look like a million bucks right is that they must be on drugs or, or right. something but um, you know it was nobody else's business and it's it's amazing and that's a testament to his team that right. that, that information never leaked out right for um, sure and that just shows you how selfless he really is, um, was in in that regard because he's like the attention shouldn't be on me. That's not what it's about. Right. Um, you know he he was a, clearly an amazing actor, right? But oh, absolutely, a very, a very selfless person, very very aware of uh-huh. you know things that were going on just just in general. Um, right. So I mean, above movies um you know he'll be he'll be missed um clearly kids i mean even adults are uh you know we're devastated um but the one thing i think really um how do you say it's kind of like um sucks is 
if you think about it, right, we had Barack Obama. He was the first black president. Right. I mean, that that gave um, little black kids hope at, you know, for sure. this president that looks just like me. And now you have Chadwick. He's the first black superhero. Right. And for a lot of kids that aren't black, you look at these superheroes and they look just like you. Right. Um, so for these little black kids to be able to look at a superhero in a mainstream full budget like movie right yeah like it doesn't get any better than that so i mean of course those kids are 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 devastated so um yeah and i mean yeah it's just it was wild yeah it just seems surreal i mean 2020 has just not been a good year for anybody and then john thompson passed away yeah 78 three days shy of his 79th birthday i believe Mm -hmm. um you know and i mean we all know he obviously legendary coach um seemed to be a good man um as well and it's like he 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 took a chance on a kid named Allen iverson when so many other um schools didn't they rescinded their offer right because for those who don't know um alan iverson came from the newport news area i I lived down in chesapeake not too far from there for a while um he got into a fight um i believe it was his senior year got into a fight uh it was like a big big brawl so after that a lot of schools rescinded their offer but you know um alan iverson's mom pretty much went to john thompson was begging him to give give iverson a chance clearly his skills backed up what she was saying oh for sure um but even even iverson credits him for saving his life so um yeah i mean it's just another one it's it's wild man super wild so let's go ahead and get into the afc and nfc south picks let's go with nfc south who do you got so in the NFC South, um, we got Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and the Bucks. Um, for me, and I thought about this, I was like, maybe this is the chance for this, like a little bit of a redemption story for the Saints since the summer. But I'm like, nah, um, I'm going <laughs> with the Bucks. Uh, and here's why: Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski has a Rob Gronkowski has a, sca- a safety blanket. You got Mike Evans, OJ mm-hmm. Howard, and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you got a running back in Ronald Jones who put up what seven sixty eight last year. It was his career year. He can catch yeah. the ball out of the backfield. He's a downhill runner. Came out of USC. Um, but I also like this kid from Vanderbilt, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. That kid is a force, and he is not shy away from contact. And he he doesn't have the greatest I will say this. He doesn't have the greatest acceleration, but once he's in the second level, if you don't put hands on him, he's gone. Like, mm-hmm. his top end is insane. Like, you're not catching him. Um, and what I love about uh, Keyshawn Vaughn's game is that he gets small in traffic. Like, he understands how to play at the line of scrimmage through contact, which is oh, dope. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think Tom Brady did what Tom Brady did in order to make sure that he put himself in the best position possible for success. And I think that you're giving this dude, not like a pepper and salt shaker as receivers, you're giving him Mike Evans <laughs> and Chris Godwin, like, and then not only that, he gets a security blanket back with like, he who's like, honestly, he lost weight, but he's also healthy. 
um, right. with two with two serviceable running backs, like you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on defense, you got you got vet anchors and Sue and JPP. I mean, their defense does play be- does play well at times. I think they'll get into a lot of shootouts. But like I said, this is Tom Brady. Um, in my opinion, he's probably running the all. He's probably running the practice right now. Um, but overall, um, based on the outlook of this division, Panthers are rebuilding. Falcons, I mean, they always seem to wet the bed last minute. Mm-hmm. The Saints, I think that, in my opinion, regardless of how many apologies that Drew Brees gave, I think he lost a significant portion of the locker room with whatever he said. I'm not saying that they're not going to play hard. They're not going to play to win. But I think the energy is just going to be different to where the Bucks are just going to come through and take this division. I'm not saying it's going to be a landslide, but um, I think I can see the Bucks easily getting – well, not easily, but I can see them getting 11, 12 wins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. And taking the division. Yeah, so I'm going with the um, Atlanta Falcons. Um, and the reason I'm not picking them, actually, is because I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think the Falcons are going to mess their pants early and often. Uh-huh. Um, the Panthers, like you said, are rebuilding, so there's just a big question mark there. Um, I think the division will come down to the Saints and the Buccaneers. Now, reasons, nothing to do with what Drew Brees said, but that, to me, they're still, I guess, yet to be seen. Um, kind of like you said, the energy is, is a big factor, right? So if your locker room isn't digging what you're saying, and even if you apologize, I guess, maybe they're not really, like, feeling that situation, then what are you going to do? So I don't know. But I'm just going to go strictly on talent, right? So we'll just say that's the equalizer. It's okay. just talent. I think, like you said, you got Tom Brady – he himself um, is going to keep defensive coordinators up at night. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I get it. There's a question mark there, right? Because his whole career he's been tied to Bill Belichick, who's been a genius, basically. I mean, if you just call it what it is. So yep. I think I think there's a question mark there. But Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and he – is still going to demand the very best out of everybody. And like you said, it's not like he's got no names for um, weapons. So I think with that, if they can get up early on teams and sustain um, long drives, right? I, th- I think that's going to wear out the other defense. That's their only point. And it's like you said, their defense plays well in spots. I don't think they're going to be in the upper half of the league. But no. But we've seen we've seen the Patriots do well with not a great defense um, in the same in the same regard. So I think it'll come down. I don't me personally, I don't think the Buccaneers will run away with the division Um, again, barring injuries and and, and all that stuff. Both teams, you know, all the teams stay relatively healthy. Um, I just give the edge to the Buccaneers, given who's in town. So um, but again, it wouldn't surprise me 
if you see the Saints um, right. win that division. But see, the crazy thing about the Saints is like they can hang 48 points on you. You know what I mean? And they can seemingly do it week in and week out and then still not win a division. Or they'll win the division but not go terribly far in the playoffs. But, I mean, they still have weapons. I mean, they got Alvin Kamara. They got Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, take that for what it is. Yeah. They obviously got Michael Thomas and then tight end Jarrett Cook. Yep. Um, defense, I think, is – you know, man, it's like par, but, right. um, but yeah, no, for, for most of the reasons you said, I'm definitely going to go with the Buccaneers. So who do you have taking the AFC South? All right. So in the AFC South, we have the Houston Texans. We have the Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, and then we have the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go with the Jaguars. Um, <laughs> not miss you too. <laughs> no. No, the reason because they got Jay Gooden, man. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking. No, I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans, man. Um, oh yeah. I went, I went back and forth. Um, to me, it was between the Texans and the Titans. I don't think the Colts are gonna do it. I think for some reason, I mean, they got Phil Rivers as a starter. I mean, clearly the dude's not trash. You know what I mean? But he's definitely older than hell. He's clearly lost steps. You know what I mean? So, um. Well, I He's mean, he lost steps he never had. I mean, it wasn't like he was, like, super fast. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm picking the Titans. I mean, they got arguably one of the best running backs in the game in Derrick Henry. Right. Um, wide receiver A.J. Brown, I expect bigger things from him. I thought he had a great, like, a decent season last year, especially for being a rookie. Um, and then Ryan Tannehill, to me, is the X factor, right? So if you look at last year, um, he threw for just a little over 2,700 yards. He had 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. That was just in the 12 games, right? right. They went 7-3 and three, um, during that 10-game stretch. So I feel like there was something about – A, I think sometimes a change of scenery can do well for people. You right. saw um, uh, Andy Reid left Philly, went right. to Kansas City. Um, has done well, ultimately won the Super Bowl, right? It took a right. while for him to get there, but but he did it. Uh, we've seen it with other players. So Ryan Tannehill was was no exception. He ended up beating Mariota out. Um, mm-hmm. Got the starting job, kept the starting job, took them into the playoffs. They did well. They beat Baltimore. Um, they beat the Patriots too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, so um, I just think this year, another year in the system um, – they have most of their offense returning. I think they're they're in a good spot. Their defense wasn't too bad, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the Texans they ended up losing. Um, uh, help me with the guy's name, the wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, they did. They did. They lose D Hop, so they just got Kenny yeah. Stills. Um, who else is out there? I can't remember their name right now, but yeah, they, they yeah they got I mean, they still have guys. It's just not literally the best receiver in the league, <laughs> right? I was saying they have guys, just not the guy. Um, right. So I mean, a lot a lot remains to be seen, especially with uh, Deshaun Watson, right? Because at times he shows you that he's like a damn good quarterback, but then there's times where it's like I don't know if he's not reading the defense or if he's just trying to hold on to the ball a little bit longer for a bigger window to open. But I, yeah, there's times he gets caught napping and then he it's almost as if he tries to rely on his speed to get himself out of situations but in in the nfl you are taught angles so these big dudes will chase your ass down because they take the proper angle and 
and they close in on you before you know what's happening. You try to spin out of that one, and then there's somebody else right there to smack you in the face. Right. So unless they're going to clean that up, and I don't know why. I just feel like there's internal drama with uh, Bill O'Brien and... <laughs> And, words and out of my mouth whole, with that one. Right. And, and and that whole crap. And if there's any team that has shown you what dysfunction can do to a franchise, it is a Washington football team. So <laughs> year in and year out, we've we've seen the same crap, right? There's right. drama, there's this, there's that. And you may not see it on a national level, but you know, just to, but 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 we know it's there, right? I mean, there's there's no reason D Hop is gone, like other than the shit that was going down with with, with Bill O'Brien. So I don't know. I don't see them even making the playoffs. That's my bold prediction. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be a lot of tires spinning in the mud. Right. Um, I think it is Tennessee's um, division to lose, and and I don't even think it's going to be close. Oh, I and you know what? It's funny you said that because I was going to pick the Texans until I thought about Bill O'Brien. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think off of the antics in the off season and his debacle oh, with, yeah. with D Hop and how clearly upset Deshaun Watson was. Um, I think he essentially just cashed his last check um, as far as salary um, as the Texans head coach, because how can you sit there? Well, isn't he also the GM? So basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, um, I don't understand how you can let, regardless of how you feel about somebody, literally the best wide receiver in the game go. Like I've have it like you haven't seen him. He's a, he has legendary hands. Not only oh, yeah. that, legendary separation. Like this dude catches everything and you took your quarterback's best weapon away. Like that's ridiculous mm-hmm. off of some nonsense because he had his family around the around the uh the practice facilities and stuff like that and you didn't like it. Whatever. So I think uh the Texans pretty much cashed their season in early and I don't see them getting more than maybe nine wins um, mm-hmm. just off of the culture. Um, I also had the Titans taking this one because of Derrick Henry. He is one of oh, few running backs yes. that can turn safeties into blockers. Yes. I'm talking about you, Earl Thomas, who currently does not have a job. I was about to say um, he can turn safeties into unemployed individuals. I mean, <laughs> and I'm not saying he's responsible for <laughs> Earl Thomas, but what but, I'm saying is that by I mean, way of the transitive property. <laughs> man, listen, he will make you look so stupid so, so silly. fast. Because that man, like I saw, I remember, it's funny because I remember the image they put out last year of Derrick Henry next to Mark Ingram. And it's like, yeah. That's two different and, and Mark Ingram's no small dude. Like he is just no. solid muscle, like straight up meathead. And then you just see like a grown man looking like his father standing right next to him. Right. Like Derrick Henry is a problem to try to tackle. Like I feel bad for the defensive huge. players. That he almost in, to me, watching looking at him stand straight up, like he looks like a defensive end. That's yeah, like, basically like he's, like he's not that tall, but you get my point. Like he's a problem. That dude's huge. And then, like you said, they got guys like Corey Davis, Jeff Swain. Um, their mm-hmm. offensive line, even though they started out crappy, they pulled it together at the end of the season. And they even brought in Dennis Kelly as insurance mm-hmm. for um, Isaiah Wilson, their number one uh, draft pick that they picked. Uh, I think it was pick 29. Um, but their offensive line got it together. So virtually all they did was replace right tackle. And then they yeah. got insurance on that. And then also their defense is solid. Yeah, those guys time. can ball. You got guys like Will Compton, friggin' Jonathan Joseph, Vic Beasley, Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler's back there. Like you are, like they're good. Like you're fine. All mm-hmm. honestly, and I think 
that also helps with Tannehill's confidence because he knows if he screws up, which he really didn't do too much of in the back back in the uh, last season, his defense has his back. Like he's good. So I go ahead. Go ahead. And um, just over, just overall, I honestly have to give credit to their head coach. Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel. He took a lot of that, a lot of the positives from the, the Patriots culture and turn the Titans back into a winning franchise. Like I'm, I'm excited for them for the future. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, he brings he brings passion, energy, excitement. Right. Um. He he demands a lot. I mean, clearly he's a former player. Um. So yeah. he knows what it's like to play and to play at that level. Um. And he expects nothing less. Now, what I was gonna say, just to as far as the Tannehill thing. Having a running back like Derrick Henry you don't gotta should, worry about, should, worry should about help much. you sleep sleep easy at night. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because he's the type of running back, if the line isn't creating a hole, he himself will create a hole. He makes the hole. And, right. And so the, the thing with that is, as long as he can continue to pound the rock, unless Tannehill just becomes inaccurate at points um, – right one complements the other is because they basically allow themselves to not be a one-dimensional offense because if you shut oh okay we're going to shut down the run game uh, Tannehill could still pass and right. Derrick Henry clearly is a feature on that offense kind of like Zeke and Dallas, Dallas although yeah. I feel like Zeke should get more um more attention more more everything there but he doesn't but whatever but you get my point is like henry is that guy so it's easy to just instantly look at Tannehill and say he's a game manager right and then also that that like pisses me off when people say he's just a game manager not Tannehill, but anybody right oh alex smith game manager um nothing wrong with that no. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like, okay, you know the offense, you know the plays. If it's not there, don't force it. So, right. okay, you're taking care of the ball. You're not turning it over. You're giving your offense a chance. You're sustaining a long drive right. to wear out another defense. Um, I'm sorry, isn't that just called quarterbacking? Like, very few quarterbacks themselves are going to take over a game. And not only that, but you're going to live and die by that as well. So, For sure. You know, yes, we like the gunslinger, right? As somebody who consumes the game of football, who spends money to go to a game or invest time and emotion into a team or into the sport itself, we like the high, like high flying, sexy plays, you know, 50 something yard bomb by Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, we love to see that. But if you just look at the game for what it really is, you look at the X's and O's and then just the scheme that they want to run, if you can execute the scheme, you don't you don't have to be Pat Mahomes. No, you, know you don't. What I mean? nope. So, no, I think I think they will run away with the division. Yeah. I, I'm not going to speak on to what their playoff run will be because that'll just be depending on who they play, what they're <laughs> what they're looking like when when the playoffs start. But I think they who's, will take that division. Oh, for sure. And it also goes back to who's man enough to think they can tackle friggin' Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry in the cold. Like, <laughs> in the, it's the end of the season. <laughs> Like you're 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 worn out anyway, and you you know, and then you about you about to go tackle this dude in the cold. Mm-hmm. Man, look, that man made one of the best defenses, the best historical defenses in football. Look silly. Mm-hmm. That's how tough this guy is, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. and I'm talking about the Ravens. If you're not right as to who yeah, I was talking yeah. about, but yeah, yeah, I got that part. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Um, I, I just, like I said, I think, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be a, a good, a good team to follow. For sure. Um, definitely interested to see. Oh, excuse me, to see what they, what they got going on. All right, so we did the NFC and AFC East. We did the West. And today we did the AFC and NFC South. So next week to finish up our division um, predictions, we have the North. The North. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Chicago, uh, Minnesota. Let's go. uh, Green Bay, stuff like that. So, So, yeah, so next week. So we'll do the AFC and NFC North. And then we'll be done with that. And then, like I said, so like I said, this Sunday is going to be the last Sunday. So it'll be the sixth. The last Sunday, we don't have football um, mm-hmm. until January, assuming, you know, COVID doesn't take over the t- the, the league and right. and end things. But, yeah, so it, 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 football's back, man. It's And it's weird, right, because it's hard to, like, weird. get – get like pumped up and excited because a is this basically no fans but b there was no preseason so it was no. like how are, how are you getting hyped um like yeah. even even cuts are weird like when you hear about like teams cutting players and stuff because Easy. remember everybody used to so after that fourth game it's like oh man it's cut down day cut you know down day. Nah, they, they so, working it right through <laughs> right so it's just <laughs> so it's just one of those things it's just like super interesting but like i said i think i think things will be relatively normal once uh week one starts uh, yeah again i mean you and i said it we we fully expect sloppy play um pretty much from 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 every everybody team. um so that'll be fun. So yeah. So like I said, so we'll so we'll finish up the division winners, or excuse me, division predictions next week, and then the the following week, which would be the week of um, week one, um, we'll do. So uh, Washington plays Philadelphia um, week one, September thirteenth. So we'll give that prediction, but then, like I said, we'll each give our team's prediction through the first quarter. Um, I think that'd be pretty fun. And then I got some questions from uh, my buddy Andre, who's a Washington football fan. So um, I will answer those next, or excuse me, some next week because a few of his questions tie into. Um, some of the things we're going to talk about, but definitely um, I will get to those um, when it comes to us predicting the winners. I mean, clearly you're going to pick your team. I'm going to pick mine, but (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, but so, so so I'm more interested in, in through the first quarter. Um, I think that'll give um, Philadelphia fans and then the Washington football fans uh, more context and perspective. So, Um, all right. Well, it's been a fun show. Yes, like sir. I said, episode, uh, episode, I can't even talk at the <laughs> That's end. That's all of it. good. Good thing I don't talk for a living. Episode 36. Um, Three dice, let's go. Yeah, man. So, Marcus, where can people find us? Uh, actually, you can find us on anywhere that you listen to your podcast. So that's uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. You can even check us out on our website, uh, AverageSportsGuys.com. And it, the RSS feed is right there. So you can pick us up there as well. 
Yep, that's right. You heard them, AverageSportsGuys.com. Be sure to check us out. As always, we always thank everybody who follows, who subscribes. Be sure to thank you. Uh, follow and subscribe. Be sure to download. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, whatever uh, positive feedback. We, we love it. Even the negative stuff, um, we're, we're growing. We can take it. Um, <laughs> questions, Please. comments, sure. concerns, anything um, you want to hear. Um, Let us know. Yeah, something you want us to talk about, whatever. You know, we, we, we pitch it every week. Some Sometimes people hit us up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what we're here for. But, like I said, episode, episode 36 is in the book. And we are on